Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We often talk on this show about how to make government services better for those in need, but let's not forget the amazing work that continues to be done by faith-based organizations around the country and across the planet. Uh, there's just such a, an impact there that we often uh, miss the boat in terms of really measuring that impact. And I want to start with a conversation we had with Dr. Brian Grimm. He's the president of the Religious Freedom and Business Foundation at Boston University. Uh, he talked to us on this uh, program a ways back about the economic impact that religion and faith-based groups actually have on the economy. Two years ago, we did a study uh, estimating the re- uh, contribution of faith to our society, religion to our society, uh, and we estimated that every year, $1.2 trillion every year, and that's bigger than these big companies' annual revenues combined, many of them combined. Uh, and that falls into three categories. One, what happens at the local congregation, whether it's uh, you know, whatever your faith is, whether it's a, a local uh, ward or a, a stake, a diocese, all of that is economic activity, building buildings, hiring people, um, providing uh, seminars, training, all of that contributes to our economy. The second are faith-based institutions like uh, BYU or Catholic University. Uh, These are faith-based initiatives that add to our economy. And then faith-inspired or faith-related business. Uh, So Walmart is a new uh, entry into this field of having uh, faith-based employee groups. Uh, But Walmart has a very long religious history coming out of evangelical Arkansas, uh, and uh, the, the faith was part and parcel of what uh, helped that company get up off the ground to become one of the world's premier uh, companies and our largest employer in the United States. That's so interesting to to look at those impacts. Again, we often talk about that in in the context of social capital and what happens when civil society comes together and whether that's through a faith-based group or a volunteer organization of some sort. Uh, it is where so many important things happen in our communities. And uh, it's interesting, the uh, the Social Capital Project, uh, which was uh, done out of the uh, Joint Economic Committee uh, in the uh, Congress, uh, said this. They noted that uh, religious membership uh, is strongly correlated with not just uh, volunteering, uh, but voting, jury service, community projects, uh, talking with neighbors, giving to charity – 
really interesting uh, in uh, a number of surveys. Uh, we have seen that uh, only about one-third of adults uh, who did volunteer for a religious group also volunteered for a secular one. Uh, so it's an interesting uh, tag team that the frequent churchgoers were more likely than any other Americans to engage in nine specific pro-social capital or, or altruistic behaviors. Uh, and that those that were engaged uh, in their faith uh, were also more trusting uh, of other people. Uh, we've been talking a lot about trust. Uh, and so it's really interesting. You look at that economic impact uh, over uh, that kind of halo effect in terms of uh, what Brian Grimm was talking about in terms of the impact that actually has. Uh, and really interesting, uh, on a day like today, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, put out their 2021 annual report uh, and noted over 3,900 humanitarian projects in 188 different countries. And it's a wide swath from uh, helping refugees to clean water projects, self-reliance courses, disaster relief, uh, again, uh, over 3,900 different humanitarian projects, and uh, that outreach included over $906 million, uh, from the church and uh, over 6.8 million hours of volunteer work. Uh, think about that. 6.8 million hours of volunteer work is significant. Uh, the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints put out a, a statement with the annual report, uh, that said, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we commit to living the two great commandments, to love God and to love neighbor. Uh, the First Presidency, as I noted, uh, wrote the introduction to the report. Uh, they penned, as a church, we are blessed to have the ability, global connections, and resources to follow his admonition. We're grateful for the selfless and faithful offerings of church members and friends who make this possible and we invite all to join in being anxiously engaged in a good cause as we continue to strengthen one another through service. And it's a, it's a significant thing to see this report come out and to look at all of the different projects in all of the different countries uh, and what that actually means. And so I want to throw out just a, a couple of these, and I, I don't want us to get lost in the numbers of it all, uh, because just as where we started our program today talking about helping individual families inside of Ukraine, uh, this is what this is about. This is a one-to-one making a difference uh, in somebody's life uh, and partnering. Uh, I love the fact that it is not just about having the resources to be able to make a difference. Uh, it's also about having the connections, and especially in today's world, connections, not transactions, connections happen because of relationships. And so I think it's important to note uh, in this report, this 2021 annual report of the humanitarian work of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, that they focused on the fact that they have the ability, so they have the resources, but they have the global connections uh, to make it all work and make it all go. And that's the hard work and heavy lifting of really making a difference, a sustainable difference over time. Uh, part of the report uh, talks about some of those partners and some of those connections that have become so important. And I can tell you that all of these are driven by personal relationships, 
And whether it's Catholic Relief Services or Concern Worldwide, Helen Keller International, Jesuit Refugee Services, uh, Shelter Box, uh, of course you have UNICEF, uh, Water for People, Water Aid, Charity Vision, Lions Club International, and the list goes on. Uh, but those are not just names and acronyms. Those are relationships that have been built. And it's one of the reasons why I believe the Church of Jesus Christ was able to very rapidly make a difference for those fleeing Ukraine, those uh, women and children in particular, um, mothers and children uh, who were in desperate need. And the church was there because they had the ability, uh, they had the the willpower, and they had the connections to be able to do things locally uh, and to be positioned there in order to to actually make that happen. Uh, Really interesting, some of the other statistics uh, I'll share very quickly. Uh, 1.7 million people helped through clean water and sanitation projects. Over 600,000 students were served through education initiatives, 135 mobility projects in 57 countries, 104 food security projects worldwide. And all of those things uh, are are just extraordinary. And then you look at the emergency response, uh, 1 billion vaccine doses were distributed, 80 million pounds of food, over 105,000 individual donors at church-sponsored blood drives, uh, and the, the list goes on. 585 COVID-19 projects in 76 countries. Uh, so all of these are, are showing uh, how you make a difference. And not everybody can be everywhere, and not everybody can do everything, but everybody can do something. And when we do that, that's actually how we do make a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.